mainly we're gonna talk about Asian families today. Uh, my name is Yonki, and I uh, am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I did a lot of uh, counseling work previously. Now I'm I'm working as an auditor for mental health agencies and um, developmental um, disability agencies. So counselors usually hate me because I go out there and kind of monitor them. Um, well, but I partially do provide counseling for Asian families, and especially Korean folks. Um, and I do teach um, some classes, um, counseling courses here and there, and lead seminar too. Um, I am originally from South Korea. So I was like, I came here to America, uh, let me see, like in middle of 20, uh, like 26, yeah, and then um, studied here again. So I'm called first generation of Korean. My kids, um, they are born here in America. So do you know what it's called, my kids, when I introduce them? Second generation? Yes. How do you know that? Somebody, I, I, I'm a student pastor at a Chinese church, and they were uh, like, oh, do you speak Chinese? And I was like, no. Right. They're like, oh, so you minister to second generation. And I was like, oh, I guess I do. Okay. Yes, you are. <laughs> a Chinese church called ABC. Ah, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, American-born Chinese. Oh. American-born Chinese, ABC. Mm. Mm. That's oh, interesting. Banana. <laughs> ah, banana. <laughs> right, they are. Uh, I know, I heard that my children describe themselves as banana. Oh. Yes, yellow outside and completely white. <laughs> yes. So my uh, children, uh, second generation, and when... The kids came here to America when they're in teenage years. That means they're 1.5. So it's all about number, right? Um, so, um, you know, we're going to talk about different uh, family dynamics here, um, and especially about Asian family. Maybe you can help me to understand Chinese family and Vietnamese family a little bit more, and maybe American family, of course. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna talk about understanding Asian family and you know human behaviors and human mind are so embedded in within culture so without culture we can't really describe a whole lot about what you think what your opinion is and why you're behaving the way you are behaving so cultural understanding is extremely important for example let's talk about value a little bit so, any particular values in Vietnamese culture or Chinese culture or Korean culture? Any values like you think it's different from American? Respect is very important, right? Right, respect. It's um, one of the most important things, respect. So family, in family dynamic, respect is the top priority. You show your respect to your parents, right? Uh, anything else? Any values in American culture? Yes? Oh, well, yes. culture. You take care um, of your grandparents when they get You take care of your... Right. Family ties are very important. You take care of your grandparents. Uh, later, when your parents get older, you take care of your parents, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Sometimes it happens in American uh, family, sometimes not. Right? You know, you take care of you, I'll take care of myself. That's the mentality. Uh, sometimes I think it's very good. Uh, especially from the Asian um, family perspective, sometimes we need that. It's too much sometimes on um, kids later. Um, so let's think about this one. Family oriented, group oriented, and collectivism versus individualism. Do you agree with that? Very, we, Asian family, they are very family oriented and group oriented. Yeah? Um, so, you know, family name goes first. I, my name is Yeonhee Sim in America, but in Korea, I am Shim Yeonhee. Mm -hmm. So family name is always first. So individual versus individual name goes last. So, you know, an interesting thing is, when I say my father, in Korea, I don't say my father. Mm. How do we say it? What do you say? Our father. We say our father, our mother. It's very like group-oriented mind. So language itself is different. Um, you know, family goes first, bloodline goes first. So I know um, Chinese people, you guys don't change your last name either, right? Yeah, I didn't change my last name when I got married. So you gotta, huh? Really? You don't change your last name? That's interesting. So a lot of Asian people, even though uh, men and women, the, it's a different issue. I think Chinese people, um, it's like woman and, and um, men, they're more like equal, equal. in Chinese culture, right? So I see a lot of strong leadership, and you know, I tell my daughter, find Chinese men. They're gonna cook. Chinese men, they take care of family, they gentle. I know. And then they are not like, serve me. So you know, I take care of you. <laughs> right. So I'm just like, sometimes I'm so amazed, and when I went to the bus stop, I'm like, you got you guys. You are bringing your kids to bus stop every day. This is husband. You know. Oh my gosh! I gotta get um, Chinese son-in-law, right? <laughs> uh, so it's more like equal. They work together. I see that a lot. Uh, maybe Korean. What do you think, Korean husband and wife? Husband first. Husband first, yes. and we are more like a supportive uh, role. Right? What about Japanese? I think it's like this. Yeah. Under. Yeah. They're under. They're like just like extremely almost like a submit and obedient mm -hmm. to their husband. So every culture has a little bit different uh, taste of it. But not changing last name. It I don't know if it's a, about woman's right, but it's more about bloodline. You know, when I have to change my last name here, it's almost like I'm betraying my own family. <laughs> so this shouldn't be happening. Uh, but, but my kids take my husband's last name. So son is important because it, they take bloodline and the last name. So, you know, it can be a lot of different stories uh, in Asian family here. What about this one? Harmony. We talked about respect. You know, harmony is important. 
So when you, your children get a job, you might teach them, don't stand out. You blend in. 섞여서, you blend in. And don't say anything to your boss. Right? You gotta learn how to work with your team. What about American? What do you teach? Sing it out loud. Yes. <laughs> You're American. You can say it. Right? You gotta stand out and you gotta give your creative ideas, be innovative. Um, you know, you, you have to contribute. So when our kids go and get a job, how do they, how do they function in American culture? You know, you're trying to be respectful. You're very reserved. You don't say things out loud. You respect. Well, I mean, you don't say it out of respect, right? How do Americans see it? What do you think? Not productive. Not productive. Not contributing. Right? I oftentimes when I work, I'm you know, um, I'm known as like soft spoken. You know, she's very soft spoken. Right? How is she gonna advocate? Advocate anybody's right or um, so? There's a huge uh, disadvantage being trained to be quiet, being trained to be respectful. What about when we see American speaking? How does that feel? They are very confident. They're very confident. That's a good part, right? But they can be really aggressive. Too straightforward. Um, when, you know, my children sometimes say, they are second generation and say, all Korean people are two-faced. <laughs> yeah? They say it. Why? Because we don't say it directly. Everything is like going around and we don't really say what's wrong and you know we have to be gentle, right? Be respectful. But they say, you know you say this uh, in the front and then you say different things later. So they take it differently. So you know we gotta know what's going to happen when they grow up or when they go to school. Um, so this uh, value system can be very different and it, it uh, determines how they behave. What about this value? Academic success. How important is that? Very important. You know, uh, I know for Korean people, they come to America all the way, leaving everything there just for their children's education, you know, to get them a good education. Education is a top priority. So I know I've been living in America like 22 years now, and then I think I am pretty westernized in many sense. But when my kids ask me, like, maybe, what do you think if I don't go to college? What do you think I answered? You are going to college. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's not an option in your life, right? <laughs> not going to college is not an option. It's just like, you know, maybe PhD you can choose. <laughs> but no, you are going to college. So it's very uh, different mindset. So when you have counseling with Asian family, when they come in and say, you know, my kids 
have B, all Bs, how do you respond? No, you know, you're going to do counseling. It's okay. It's okay? Well, you got to wait a little bit, what she means, right? And then, uh, normally for Asian uh, parents, especially like Indian, Korean, I think Chinese, the same way. I say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, and they're getting B. Uh, what about other American family? I know I have one time uh, had this woman and talk about kids like having OBs. I really had to wait what she was trying to say. And she was so excited. And <laughs> oh my gosh, my kid had OB and I didn't realize that she was doing that well school and I'm like okay congratulations <laughs> so my experience is very different from them and my response is very different so in Asian culture you might want to know what does that mean to get A? A. You get it from some parents? Yeah? Like what you get from the school is we contribute to bring honor to the parents. Mm -hmm. You bring honor to your family right? Mm -hmm. Yep. A means, in Asian culture, average. That's average. You are going to get A's. What about B? <laughs> what does that mean? B means bad. You're doing bad. C? That's crap. <laughs> if you get D, you're dead. Yes, you're dead. <laughs> if you get S, uh, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. So it, it means very different. So we have a lot of like jokes about schooling and grade among Asian kids. So it's a lot of pressure. I feel so bad for Asian kids in that sense. But uh, traditionally, the education was emphasized so much. So it's just like in our bone. You have to study. There's no other option for that. But it seems like uh, American culture encourage more, you know, um, various interests. Like they can play sports, they can be encouraged for business. I'm just so surprised that, you know, kids are encouraged to uh, like do fundraising when they're six and seven. They go around and sell stuff. Mm -hmm. They teach you how to make money when you're so young. So it's a completely different culture. We have to understand. Can you imagine how confusing it is for our kids to grow up here dealing with two different cultures, right? You have to be quiet. You have to be respectful. But when you go to school, you have to speak out. You have to stand out. So it's, they, I don't know how they switch between. Um, and saving face. You know, get, getting A means you're bringing honor to your parents, right? Getting into Ivy schools, bringing honor to your family. What if you get B? Yeah, you're just like, you know, you're, you fail at saving faces. And what about problems? Do we talk about problems, family problems? Mm -mm. You can't tell Asian family to go to counseling. That's an insult. Yeah, and we just like talk about family problems stays in family, 
and then we go to church and maybe talk to pastor and pastor's wife about the problem. So it's just a, a pretty same trend. Counseling is hard. That's why I came up here a lot for education. I, you know, teach a lot of different stuff, and then Asian people come would come for education. They wouldn't come for counseling. Once you teach, um, you know, what is talked about in the book and uh, what other professionals say and things like that, then they might come to counseling to talk about their own problem. So it's a different approach to be close to them. And then understanding life events is extremely important to understand uh, family. Let's talk about stress. How did you all feel like um, when you came to America for the first time? What is it like? Headache. Headache. Yeah. What else? What was it like for you? Going to different culture. Confusing. Very confusing, right? Yeah. You don't understand what's going on. Why they act the way they act, right? You think of immigration is a huge life event. Think about uh, people like here, Asian folks. You know, they learn a lot. They have a high education most of the times, and then they have professional job back in their country. They, you know. I worked with a, a woman who used to be a doctor in Korea. And when she comes here, she can't speak English. Especially when they come in like in their 30s and 40s, it's hard to learn new language. So they just stay home with a kid. And their self-esteem is like at the bottom. So they lose everything, they lose credentials. You know, you work as a nurse and you uh, work as a, a you know huge like big jobs and a huge company Samsung you name it and then when you come here you lose everything and you have to start from scratch and then you have to start like you know labor um, jobs and uh, different things so the loss so this stress we are uh, sometimes we gotta deal with domestic violence too you know husband beating up wife and stuff like that, beating up kids. And I think a lot of times uh, those things happen around that time of immigration uh, because somehow women, I don't know if it's uh, true for you guys, and somehow women, uh, you know, tend to adjust pretty well to new culture. You know, we like uh, new food, right? As long as we don't cook, we're fine with it. Uh, <laughs> And sometimes uh, we, you know, we can get a job quicker, somehow. So women tend to adjust pretty well to a new culture. Guys, it takes longer somehow. And then, you know, they they used to be a, this big person in, back in Korea, and then they come here, and then they can't even uh, speak the language here, and they get frustrated. And all that frustration come out as an anger, and they start beating a family and uh, kids and uh, wife and stuff like that. So it happens quite a lot around this time, this stress. Um, 
and traumatic events. I don't know, uh, uh, Vietnam or China, is it like, you guys didn't really go through war sometime near, right? No? Um, anybody who went through Korean War? No, not that old, right? <laughs> uh, I know my parents, uh, my father have a little bit of uh, memory about Korean War and how all that gunshots and um, explosion and stuff like that. So um, he remembers that my grandfather tried to cover him when there was a lot of gunshots. So all that trauma. Um, I gave a counseling for one woman. I don't know what country. I think she was Vietnamese. And she was old but, uh, back then when I um, counseled her. And then she talked about uh, Vietnamese war, Vietnam war. And she had to run. She had to run out of the country on foot. And she was just walking. She was like 13, 14 at that time. And then all the armies just went through. And whenever she had army passing by, she was raped over and over and over again when she was like only 13. And when I uh, had a counseling with her, she was like, I don't know, she was late 50 or 60. She could not sleep uh, mm -hmm. without taking this much medication every single day. So all this trauma, uh, wars and uh, different um, events in life, death mm -hmm. of the family. So uh, it impacts family dynamic too. And social, economic, political events. Um, you know, I don't know what stands out in your life, what kind of um, economic or political events. You know, for the last 10 years, the economic, like 10 years ago, it was bad, right? Do you guys all remember? All that house price dropped down, no jobs, and all the things. That's, that can be pretty traumatic. What about, like... Um, do you remember any, um, like, 9-11, stuff like that? Yeah? Did it impact? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Sure. All the terrorism, gunshots, now massive um, gunshots and stuff. What about political events? Our friend's life, my friend's life is completely different uh, from the one under Obama government. And now it's under Trump. It's, there's a huge difference. And then she says, I never knew this is going to impact me this much. Because she, all of a sudden, she can't get a visa renewed. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, uh, her kids uh, can't go to college because of the status. They grew up here, and they can't uh, renew their visa. So things like that, it's just impacting family so much. So we gotta understand what's really going on around them. Um, next one, immigration, we talked about, what about leaving home? Asian family, is leaving home easy? No. Leaving your family. Um, it's like, you know, I had to come all the way from Korea to live my family, it's hard, you're not supposed to leave your family. So um, 
because we're so group oriented, I think I was encouraged to use, um, use the same room with my sisters. It, we had other room, but my, my uh, parents wanted me to use the same room with my sisters. And we, until later, you live with your parents uh, until you get married. And you just like move from this family to that family, right? We're so used to it. But when you have a counseling, so when I have like a, a Korean people come in the counseling and say, I'm 30, I live with my parents. I'm like, okay, no big deal. But if you have American uh, in counseling office and they say, um, hey, I'm 30 and I live with my parents. And I was like, hmm, something's <laughs> definitely wrong with you, right? So it's like growing up in a completely different culture. And then what do you do with that counseling is going to be completely different too. Yeah. Um, so we are going to uh, talk about leaving a little bit later again. What about uh, marriage? You know, have you ever watched any like movies and stuff and say this American um, couple come in and say, Hey mom and dad, we just got engaged. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, what the, what? Yeah. And then I make sure to tell my kids, that's not going to happen to you. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so you are going to come and get permission if you can date this person. <laughs> Not engagement. You know, if you later inform me that if you already engaged, what happens? You're dead meat. Right? <laughs> so it's not going to happen. So we are taking things differently. Some things are just not allowed. Um, and getting married is more like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, in American culture, it's more like a one person meeting the other person, falling in love and getting married, right? Uh, marriage in Asian family, it's more like a family meeting the other family. <laughs> it's uniting two families, right? It's a huge family matter. So it can be very different. You know, I had one time this uh, Korean family, um, this, this girl got into fight with her parents a huge time af right after her, her um, wedding. And the issue was, um, you know, we have wedding, and who pay for wedding in America? <laughs> Wife? Is that right? Bride's family. I know, right? I'm gonna apply. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna apply that principle for my son, right? And that's not gonna happen for my daughter. So. <laughs> um, that's a bad thing. I have a daughter then. Um, but when uh, the marriage, the wedding happened, we always get money from people. You know, it's like congratulations. Here's the money for you. And um, that's like our custom. And this this girl, when they got married, and people gave her gift, right? Gift and money and all that stuff. And then she got it, and it was her wedding, and she got everything. And parents were so mad for that. Why? 
in our culture, parents usually take that money and then give it to children. So this little thing can cause a lot of conflict. It's like viewing uh, marriage differently. So it's like um, when you get married, who's your family in America when you get married? Your family? Are you married? Yeah? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> um, so when you get married, your family is your wife. You know, when you have kids, your family is your wife and your kids, right? Who's our family in Asian culture? It's everybody. It's everybody. My mom and my dad and all the relatives, they're all family. So looking at family is different. Um, and it impacts parenting tremendously. Uh, think about, let's think about that. Um, so communication is different and um, parenting is different. So when you discipline your children, what do, you, what do we do in Asian culture? What do we do? Say it loud. Patience my way by the highway. Huh? Just my way. Well, my way is my way. This is the way. Right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to respect that. And when you don't listen to me, um, you're going to get hit. It's like hitting is pretty common practice in a lot of Asian culture. Is it allowed here? Yes. Hitting is allowed? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah? How much? I mean, whenever I did something bad when I was young, as I got older, they hit less. Mm -hmm. um, but when I was young, <laughs> Every day, every day. All right, all right. But we have to be real careful. But sometimes kids like, um, you know, I didn't when I didn't listen to my child, uh, my parents, my parent punished me, and uh, I had to do this all day, um, just like standing like this. Sometimes they don't feed me when I don't get A. What happens? Social service is gonna be at your door if they say yes. So it's a huge difference in culture, and the family sometimes get in trouble here in America for uh, hitting their kids, disciplining their kids. Uh, when you um, get scolded, what do you have to do? Do you have to look up that person, or do you have to look down? American, what do you have to do? When you, your teacher, be both? Well, sometimes they're like eye contact, look at me right now. You know what you did, you know, right. type of thing. Um, but the tendency for me is kind of look down, like I don't want to look up. I don't want right. to look up. No, look up. Right. They're yeah. gonna say, look at me. Right. Yeah. What about in Korean family or other family? Okay. How dare you look at me? Uh, looking up at me? You don't look at me in the eye. When you look down, showing you how much you're regretting. <laughs> so it's very different. So kids can be really confused. You know, at home you just totally have to do this, and then at school, the teachers are gonna say, "Look at me." And um, so it's it's just like really confusing for our kids. Um, talking back. How is that? Was were you allowed to talk back? Yeah, sort of. Uh, what about China or Vietnam? You get more hit. You get more hit. 
<laughs> You're not supposed to talk back at all. Um, you know, it happens in my family too. Um, we had a lot of conflicts, especially with my daughter. She was the um, oldest one. And one time, my husband asked her, you know, when you come upstairs, uh, bring me a cup of water. That's what he said. Bring me a cup of water. And my daughter was like 14 or 15, and she said, say please. <laughs> what do you think it happened next? <laughs> yeah, my husband was like holding Kento stick and ready to like, you know, I feed you this much and you're living under my roof and you listen to me. Um, how dare you being so disrespectful? Um, yeah, it happens <laughs> in a lot of Asian family. What, what was happening? In that case, what what do you think is happening? How do you think my daughter was feeling at that time? Say please. What was she thinking? Hmm? How was she feeling? She, um, I talked to her later, and she said, "You know, you guys are you guys don't love me." And if you want me to respect you, you better respect me too. That's what they think, right? And then when you're wrong, and I'm going to explain I didn't do anything wrong. I have to explain, right? What's wrong with that? But it's obviously talking back. She doesn't know what she was doing, right? So she needs to be uh, punished for that. What do you think my husband was feeling that time? How was, she, how was he feeling when she said, say please? Disrespect. Huh? Disrespect. Yeah, yeah. She was absolutely feeling disrespected. So it's happening a lot. My daughter was feeling she was not loved. She was not heard, right? And my husband was feeling disrespected. What do we do? How are you going to... Uh, help this family. Any idea? It's completely like clashing cultures in one family. So um, I really had to uh, focus on their intention. Do you think my daughter had any intention to insult my husband and dis being disrespectful? She never had any intention to be disrespectful. She wanted to be heard, yeah? and she wanted to be understood. She say it over and over again, and it just like makes my husband more angry, angrier and angrier. Do you think my husband had any intention to hurt my daughter's feeling and saying, I don't love you? He didn't have any intention. So I really had to help them to focus on their own intention. You know, what do they want? And, you know, um, and then talk to each other about that. So, like, growing up in a different culture can cause a lot of problems. It's not just my family, I believe. It's just, like, in a lot of Asian families, too. And I think it's even, like, American family, too, right? 
So what did you do? Oh, <laughs> good question. You know, I had to talk to them separately. Okay, no can to stick here. Um, and, you know, um, for my daughter, I just had to hear first how she feels. You know, with girls, empathy is the most important thing. So I'm just like, I know how you feel. And then help her to express how she felt. Uh, and then... Um, you know, we talked about different cultures, I believe, and, um, you know, she actually eventually had to apologize for her behavior. Uh, but also, I think I talked to my husband. You know, when you, when you talk to your husband, especially in an Asian family, you have to have a strategy. And <laughs> you can't really tell him what to do. So I just, like, talked to him little by little. Oh, she must be feeling really, like, hurt, you know, she didn't mean to disrespect you, like talking about like her intention too, and maybe we got to understand her culture too, how she was growing up here and what she learned, and I think they come up in the middle and just like apologize to each other, um, you know, they, they have a really good relationship now, still like bumping headed to each other from time to time. But basically, they know they, they love each other. So I think that's a good point. But I think they're going to fight from time to time, too. Well, I fight with my daughter, too, <laughs> from time to time. Yeah. So why biblical principle is important? Why do you think it's important? Asian families, Asian family, they have a different set of value. And if we understand them, why do we talk about Bible? Because Bible is our standard, like no matter what where you come from, no matter what kind of culture you was born, you if you Christian and you love God, you have to listen to God and obey Him. Right, right. Uh, Bible is our principle, right? The most important one. And I think God talking to us um, different things through His words somehow. So when He talk about. Um, his principle, how he made us, and when he talked about how uh, family should be and design of the family, he talked about this this one fact, and somehow he's talking to all of us, saying we're way up here, uh, so used to group oriented culture, and it's like you have to sacrifice for your family. Family name goes first. You have to save face for your parents and all that type of value, and God is talking here to them, hey, I'm talking to you individually. I call you by name, and your name, um, and I saved you, and as I saved you out of this darkness, and I love you individually. Talking to them, more coming towards his principle. Here, maybe in American or Western culture, you know, have a lot of individualism and like, you know, they they like what they like and, and things like that. And th that individual is important. And God is talking to them saying, you know, I saved you and I got you out of that darkness and it's not just about you. It's for people around you. It The salvation always involves people around you. So I love you to death. I love you. I saved you. 
but it's not just for you. And you got to remind, God reminds uh, of that person and the people around them. So it, he actually brings us to him, right? Uh, through the biblical principles. So I think uh, biblical principles absolutely our standard and what it should be. And maybe from here in our culture, maybe come a little bit close and then um, have balance between those two. So first one, I'm going to um, start with this verse, talking about marriage. This is why a man leaves his father and mother. Sentence 2. And I'm going to talk about leaving. I said leaving is extremely hard in an Asian family. And you know, uh, my, my daughter went to college in Atlanta. And I felt so abandoned. You know, how dare you go out of state for college? So leaving can be really uh, difficult. My son uh, stays near me, and then he now started coming to coming home uh, every weekend. You think it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, um, yeah. I think it's weird. But he has a nice computer faster at home and play games, and I kind of like put those things over here so that he can come. <laughs> but <laughs> now I kind of realize that it's too much work for me. So I'm, I started saying, you know, you can stay um, during the weekend at school and just like you don't have to come every weekend and things like that. <laughs> so leaving home can be extremely challenging for um, Asian people. Um, but when I came to America, I learned about this concept of differentiation. That means that the ability to be in emotional contact with others, yet still autonomous, which means that you can love them, you can be really close to them, and still be yourself. Yeah, you can, you can just like cry together with them, you do whatever you can do to help them, but you still be yourself. So that's the concept of differentiation. And it just like hit me really hard. You know, I had a lot of problems. I had a lot of issues with my original family. My mom was quite abusive and beating me up every other day. And I just wanted to like leave them. But I could not leave them emotionally completely. My mind is like still there. I see my mom in myself all the time. So I could not make a differentiation there. I could not make... Um, I couldn't be myself completely, but you actually can be uh, loving, and then you can be involved with your family, but still, like, you do your own thing. It's like between husband and wife. You know, I love my husband, and I do work uh, for the church. He's a pastor, and I help him, but I do my own thing. It's okay. It's like hitting me really hard, this, um, this thing. I'm going to show you a little bit more about this differentiation concept. Do you, do you, is there anybody who uh, really enjoy roller coaster? Not anymore. Not anymore? No <laughs> <laughs> one? Um, do you guys get really like dizzy? Maybe? Okay. So I'm gonna then just I pick somebody. <laughs> Sorry, are you able to come in? Yeah, sure. Come out? 
Not, I'm not gonna give advice <laughs> or anything. Okay, so I have one question. Maybe, um, can I talk about Ah, can you come out? Sorry, my, my English hair is not good. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a real simple thing, just like holding him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just like stand there. Okay. Um. So, um, are you Dylan? Yes, ma'am. Dylan, can you do this? All right, and you're gonna spin. Like this. Ten times. <laughs> wait, wait, just ten. You're gonna spin ten times, and you gotta go to that door and close the door. <laughs> no big deal. Right. Okay. Um, so your job yeah. is to help him, hold yeah. him, not to get hurt. Sure. Uh, person have to spin five times and then hold it. Do you think it's what, what's harder? Like standing or spinning to help them? Which one is harder? Spinning, spinning together. Right? So what happens is when you your family go through a crisis, have a hard time, you just join in right away. Mm-hmm. Your church go through a hard time, you join in right away. You know, I, I uh, helped my husband plant, plant uh, the church like 12, 13 years ago here in this area. And then whenever church go through issues, I just stopped functioning. I couldn't do anything else. So, like, you're sucked into that dynamic right away. And, you know, when you are together like that, when, you, when he spins and you spin together, you can't help him. You cannot help them. So you gotta stand on the solid ground to hold this person. And you have to be you to help this person. You can't be just like this close, right? And then do it together to help them. So, um, you know, differentiation is just like you are still you. Not, it's the opposite of emotional dependency, but. Balance between intimacy. You're close, but you're still independent. That state. So I think sometimes leaving home is just like this. Differentiate from your family. 
So learning from the Bible, right? It can be really helpful for some Asian family. So what what's happening is you uh, pour out your love. You do everything for your children. I heard that Chinese uh, people, you only have like one kid, right? You just like put everything for that one child. And what's happening next when you get old? Your child has to take care of everything for you. Yeah? They have emotional responsibility. They have financial responsibility. They, they have to take care of you. So it's like families like this. But sometimes it can be really uh, burdening for our ch children when um, parents are just like this. You know, I did everything for you. I sacrificed everything. And now it's your turn. And that's a hard one. And I know sometimes 1.5 generation, a Asian kid, like Korean kid, they come to America when they're like 9 or 10. They have to translate everything. Mm. What do they know about like illness and like problems, bills? They have to call, make a phone call to negotiate about bills. And then they take care of everything. And at the age of 10, they're the leader of the family. It's a huge burden for them. And then when um, I see when they go to college and stuff, they just like, they want to leave far away. They want to go far away. Or they never leave. It's like two extreme things happen in, in Asian families. So differentiation can be really important. Okay, now I, uh, I'm going to explain a little bit. This is you. And a lot of times, uh, Korean people, when I ask Korean people about this concept, you know, when you become one with your husband or wife, you know, this got to be ideal position, like, like this, being one, right? They expect you, expect you to be one. Church expect to be one, like this. Really? Is it healthy? Not necessarily. So I know psychology calls enmeshment and fusion. You are just like fused together, and then you lose yourself. You don't know who you are anymore. You know, uh, even though we don't change our last name in Korean culture, we don't call our name anymore. We lose everything. We lose our identity in this culture. So it, it's um, called enmeshment. And second is like, you're too distant. I think a lot of times, uh, um, I know I when I do counseling, some couples come in and say, you know, we have set completely have separate bank accounts. I think a lot of times Korean uh, couples nowadays have separate bank account too. Um, and or sometimes I, I have seen these people. You know, I, we are married, but if we are not satisfied with each other, we're just going to go out and then sleep with other person too. It's called open relationship. We're okay. We agree to be okay. Yeah, it happens. Like distant. They don't want to share. So um, this is not self-differentiation. This is just called simply distant, the distant relationship. What do you think is ideal, though? These two positions. In the middle. Yep. 
I can tell that you studied psychology before. <laughs> In the middle. This is called self-differentiated differentiation. And it says it's pretty ideal. Yeah. All right. Well, second one, we're going to talk about like bonding with your wife, being one with your wife. I'm going to do a um, little exercise here. I know you guys had a long day already and don't want to hear me all like one and a half hour. I'm going to ask you. I think it's going to be half of us here. Um, again, real quick. Um, exercise. I need six people. Six. I'm not gonna ask you to spin. <laughs> six people. Come on. It's gonna be fun exercise. No crease involved. One. Can we have more people? Come on. Come on. More. She needs six. No, six. Yes, yeah, six. We need six. Can I have one more male? <laughs> one more time. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, you are gonna be dead. <laughs> yeah, I am uh, Southern Baptist. Don't worry. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, and let me see, you're gonna be mom. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time, it's the second. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then you are, let me see, you're gonna be first son. Oh, first thing. Um, and second. Eight. Children are off to the sides. I'm a Yes. How come? I think it's 
in the American culture, the husband and the wife are always together, just like what Dylan said. But in our culture, we don't show that. Right. We know, you know, yeah. we know that's our parents, but there's no physical contact. Like there doesn't need to be. Come stand next to me. You're my husband. You know, right. you don't, you don't show that. Them in the same no, no, no. Grandparents, we always try to put them center too, um, just just because without them, none of this could happen. But right. we always kind of stick the grandkids right below the grandparents. Oh, y'all sit, y'all sit, or y'all come to the side, put your arm around them, right. um, and then the couples all gather around. Yes, yes. So this is what's happening. You know, we're all confused. We don't know where to sit, <laughs> and all this like mixed up culture. And then other people outside the uh, family say, no, you shouldn't be there. No, that's weird. And then they're going to say something, you know. Um, let's, like, maybe I'm going to position you a little bit different and, and see what you think. So uh, mom and dad stand up. You guys are going to go back here in the middle. And oldest son right here. And middle one here, and youngest oh. sit maybe on her lap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> sure. Um, the elder is respected in the center, right? And working uh, couple, supporting family, and there are being a backbone here, right? And the kids are safe. Um, around couple. So it's more like, you know, uh, respecting couple together that's one unit and still respect. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we say, you know, your grandma, they, they have to be together, you just go over here. <laughs> and then it's known in Asian culture. Um, how dare you, right? And think about that. You know, it's happening in a lot of Asian family, and I think a lot of um, probably other like American family too. And then it happens in, in the church too. You know, older generation and then working generation now and like elders and then now like young generation and you're gonna be you just go over there and you know, you're gonna say older generation, how dare you? I think and then you don't know what to do. Um, so in the church, this family dynamic can happen too. So you've got kind of get understanding about what's happening. Thank you so much. Great job. 
so you know when when we talk about family dynamics this is really interesting i think um a lot of times asian family put um the elder like grandma and grandpa in the middle and then you know put a couple um on the side or children are very important some some people will put the children first and uh one of the chinese uh woman in the previous session said son you usually have one per one one kid and you know kid that kid is going to go sit down in the middle so it's very different in chinese family that so we need to understand to understand that again and a couple of other uh dynamics in um a lot of asian families i see this um triangle uh dynamic when you talk about triangle um you know it's just like i love you so much and you love this person and this is called like love triangle right but in psychology triangle means that you are uh you can't deal with a conflict with each other and then you include the 30% that's called triangulation so in uh, at home what's happening when mom and dad fight and they don't talk to each other what happens hey you just talk to the son or a daughter and say hey you should go tell your dad to have him <laughs> okay this is triangle <laughs> So we are not talking and we are going to have our kids talk to each other. Talk um it's like through through them. So it happens a lot. It happens a lot in church. You know, when you can when you can't talk to your uh pastor, who do you go? So why? That's just funny. So I'm in triangle a lot. And you know, when we can't deal with the conflict, I'm going to talk to you instead of talking to you. and then we talk about what something's wrong okay and then what happens is you're going to talk to her you know just close one your best friend mm-hmm. you something's wrong with her i think they're going to get divorced soon and things like that so rumors spread like crazy <laughs> we just only talk to one person it's like trying to wish um in asian family sometimes triangulation um happens in a pretty serious level what happened for one of my cases was um she came in for a counseling and then she um said her son was brilliant she got uh, admission from ivy league you know and she, he was ready to go to college and last semester in high school he didn't go to school at all he just dropped everything and he could not finish high school so his admission to college was canceled mm-hmm. so at that point she uh the mother came in for counseling and she was crying for days and she would eat and she's like her life is all like in vain no point of living she was suicidal and and so depressed um what i talk when i talked to her and then figure more out about her family what happened was she didn't like her husband and her husband was more like you know i'm going to show this world how great i am and i'm not going to do anything truthful you know i'm not going to he was not able to hold a job 
and because he has to do something man. So um, she had to work to support family all like 20 years. And then what happened was um, she like worked at a factory and a support and she just kept on saying, you know, I just live for you, my son. I'm going to stay in this marriage for you. And I'm just, you're my only hope. That's what she kept on saying. What happened was, um, he was uh, ready to leave home. What's going to happen when she, when he leaves home? What's going to happen? Yeah, she, he, the son was uh, the glue for this marriage. Only this marriage survived because of the son. So when he leaves, that, Marriage is breaking. So he decided, like, I'm staying home. So that's what happened. That's triangulation. So sometimes um, Asian family can happen. Like, your children are so important. You sacrifice for your children. And then couple relationship can be a secondary. So you know, what I do is, like, when I put up some education or seminar, I never start with a couple. It's not working for Asian family. You have to start with parenting. If you're going to hold seminar in church, start with uh, parenting. Then they're going to come. Then once they get to know about like parenting and how important actual couple is in parenting, they're going to come for marriage uh, seminar. Isn't that um, interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one, I'm going to show you a picture real quick. This subsystem is, uh, got <clears throat> parent, like, um, husband and wife, and then they have two kids. And this subsystem is very, like, uh, father is very close to oldest, and mother is close to youngest. Sometimes, you know, I see my, uh, church family members, they get into a car, and then father's driving, and then who's sitting next to him? Son. Son, right? And then in the back, youngest and mother. <laughs> Family system. Right? <laughs> you know, they're close to each other, not to each other. Husband and wife. This family system, you know, they he got married to this girl, but this family is very close, and this family is close. Um, they're, you know, separated in a way. And sometimes... You know, I have this um, issue a lot for uh, Korean family, too. Do you guys, like, um, watch Korean soap opera, like dramas and stuff? Do you know how popular it is? Yeah. It's good. You gotta watch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lot of times, a lot of times, like, the conflict is between in-laws. Uh, Daughter-in-law and Mother-in-law, there is a war all the time. And uh, I had a, a counseling session with a, uh, this woman, and she keeps on complaining. You know, uh, my husband, uh, whenever grandma, I mean, whenever uh, my mother-in-law and, and sister-in-law comes and visit, he goes and talk to them and then, like, have go out for a meal together and leaving me out here with my kids. And then he sleeps with them. I'm just like, uh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, how does that happen? But sometimes it, it can be a huge issue. 
how to deal with emails and you know you taking only your mom's side you know did you even hear what she, when she talked to me and the tone she's saying and you know she hates me and things like that and then uh, son is completely in the middle I don't know what to do so this type of family conflicts can be happening a lot in Asia this one is like uh, mom and dad close one team and the children they are one team so do your uh, children know that uh, you and your husband or uh, your wife is one team do they know yeah they know yeah yeah that's good good for you so sometimes Asian family can forget this how important and actually, one when uh, parents, mom, uh, mom and dad, or husband and wife is a one team, uh, one uh, unity, then children actually feel much safer with them. They're really smart, you know, to get what they want. If you're not one team, they're going to talk to you first. And like, can I have some paper? And then dad is not the one with them. So... Um, Family system can um, make a lot of like conflicts and communication issues and stuff. So making sure uh, you're bonding with your wife first. And I know uh, the last part is like uh, becoming one flesh. I know we don't really talk about a whole lot uh, about sexual relationship, and sometimes it's a whole another seminar. I can't really talk about sexual relationship in a second, so I'm gonna put that aside. But um, just like basically knowing that we are created as a sexual being and sexual relationship is allowed in um, a couple, married couple, and that's uh, God's design. It's beautiful. And getting to know uh, your spouse is important. Um, I think I read uh, one of the research saying that especially Asian women have a low sexual um, satisfaction. And I'm not really sure why we don't really talk about that much. But, um, you know, it's like accepting your sexual being and having, being united with your husband is actually a beautiful thing. I think we got to accept that first. So getting to know your spouse and being one, um, sexually, psychologically, we talked about communication in different sections, section, uh, how important it is. And being one in spiritually, spiritual unity is also important. I'm gonna uh, close uh, this seminar with um, what my daughter said to me. She said she wants to get married. She's 21, and she's just like, I'm gonna get married as soon as possible. <laughs> I was like, Why do you want to get married? You know, you gotta take care of your husband and your. Um, husband's parents and then you're gonna have to take care of a husband's friends why are you why do you want to get married and she said because i think i'm gonna experience what it's like to be in love with jesus you know, being being loved by jesus and i love jesus and then we're gonna we're gonna be able to ex uh, experience uh, that and i was like okay I'll come to me later. <laughs> but she also said, I want to have children. And I'm like, why would you want to have children? <laughs> and then uh, she said, eh, 
you know, I think I'm I'm gonna maybe understand how much God loves me that way. So I think, you know, maybe that's the right reason. She said, um, you know, you guys never let me get away from my sin my, when I'm doing wrong. I always had consequences, but you never uh, failed to let me know how much you love me. So I kind of understand how much God loves me right there. So I guess that's what we're experiencing in our family, right? God's words, God's love in our family. And I really pray that you guys all experience that in your family too.